Hey, patrons, and welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 327. I am back on top. Everything's back on time, and I feel really good about that. Um, I, I may, in the future, stop doing this intro to these bonus podcasts, or I'll just do it when there's something particular to say, like there is today. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but there's some, there's, I already introduced the podcast at the beginning of the interview, so sometimes I feel like I'm introducing the intro, which seems silly. So there you go. I saw Julie's show last night. Uh, it was the last performance for now. It sounds like she's working on some different, a different version of it, but it was really good. It's two hours long, which it, I have to admit, I was even, as much as I loved talking to her. I thought, oh no, two hours for a solo show on Zoom. It was good, and I loved the show. It's, it's if you listened to the main interview. You'll probably know why, because she sounds amazing. But something that was really special about it is that after the show, I guess there were maybe 20 people in the Zoom room watching the show. People, they invited people to just stick around if they wanted to and either ask questions or sit in silence. Um, a lot of people were there and we just sat in silence on the Zoom call for most of the time, probably for like 15 minutes. And that was really beautiful. You know, it was a very moving show and um, and it was, it was a, a new kind of intimacy that I really appreciated. And we all felt together, like it was really cool to have Zoom set up on um, gallery mode or whatever it's called. I always think of it as beehive mode because it's all these little pods. And just looking at the different people who had just also watched the show. And we were all kind of looking at each other, I guess, and just sort of, sort of sitting there. And someone here and there would ask a question. Um, it was cool. It was really cool. So um, keep an eye out for Julie. I'm sure I will give you updates too as I learn them about what's next for her show. Uh, it'd be cool to see that in real life. In real life. I mean, that's the thing. Zoom is real life, but we're not in the same room. So the other thing I want to mention here is that I'm working with a mentor from Soundfly, uh, soundfly.com. And uh, I've been thinking about doing this for a long time. And uh, it's really cool. We've just had one official meeting so far. Uh, Ian Temple is who I'm working with, who is also a patron here. Hello, Ian, if you're listening to this. Um, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good to be like looking at my creative work as a business, but also acknowledging that it's creative work and, you know, all the different kind of emotional things that go with that. It's good. So I'm going to be doing some new stuff with the podcast and experimenting with some different things. You as patrons, you're the people, you're my people. So I really, really welcome your feedback. Um, and I also welcome your, uh, your, well, that's it. <clears throat> I, I would love to know what you love about the podcast or the other things I do. This month, we're really focusing on podcasts. And I think from there, I'll, I'll br branch out to working on some other stuff. Um, but it feels really nice to be kind of affirming this work that I do and investing in it in a way. Uh, yeah. I think that's what's really cool about this. And plus, Ian is super cool, and I'm already getting a ton out of working with him. So anyway, I just wanted to to check in and say hello about those couple of things. I always love hearing from you, dear gentle patrons. So please uh, reach out 
And let me know if there are different things you want me to be doing on Patreon. Um, I would like to, you know, I just scrolled back through my posts and it's like a lot of podcasts and then a video I did for you. Um, I would like to do more engaging type things. So um, let me know what you'd like to see in that way. Anyway, uh, here's the rest of our interview with Julie. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, Come on, Julie. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoy. Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast. Julie Pinheiro is here with me again. Hello, Julie. Hi. Thanks so much. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I love it. Always feels like we're faking it because we just ended the other conversation. So we haven't really started something new. No, it's not like uh, the next day. It's like it's just a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm st- uh, like, uh, if listeners, if you haven't listened to the main interview, I hope you will go do that immediately and then come back to this episode. But I'd love to talk to you in here about your background as an artist. Like one of the things I was curious about. I know you've done stand up before, but is this your first? solo show like this type of show it is yeah it absolutely is i had been doing stand-up for about a year before this show um and i am in a band as well so it felt really natural to bring the two together and then vr is another element of this show that i had not really explored before it's a you know it's a very analog version of vr but um but yeah, I had I I've never done a solo show before. Uh, yeah, I've done two of them now, but the first one I had never done one before, and I just and it it, it related to my mom losing my mom and caring for her in her last month. That's why I was had those like the grief connection with you. Paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was very similar. Like I'm a musician, and yeah. I was a pianist. Well, I still am a pianist, but I played for other people and did other, you know, I music directed shows and theaters and was always putting up other people's work, but I always wanted to do my own storytelling. Um, So I just started doing it. So (laughs) yeah, like what is that? I mean, it's a terrifying experience, but also like as we talked about in the main, it's it's a healing and, you know, cathartic process in a lot of ways too. Like what... Did you have to deal with these like feelings of like who do, who the hell do I think I am writing yeah. a show and what what was the path through that Oh my gosh I mean I think a lot of it helped that I was in quarantine because I you know the outside forces that tell you that you're not good enough were not as loud and it felt like life was a bit on pause in general so um, I could really dig into my feelings and kind of isolate myself and, and not let anybody else get through to me. Um, so I think that helped. Um, I think it also helped that everybody was sick of zoom when I started making this show because it gave me the drive to be like, I'll show you (laughs) zoom will be fun and it will be intimate. Um, so just even just having a challenge in that sense, you know, it made me feel just super, super creative to to um, to kind of conquer this medium that felt like nobody was really excited about. Yeah, and you, uh, I think I already said this, but you did a really good job of making it feel Thank like you. a, you know, it feels like a call with a friend and a show, like, and, oh, I, here's my guitar. Like, there's so many, it's very natural the way you shift from position to medium uh yeah in a really cool way which i think is what 
helps Thanks. make it feel less like a, a Zoom call. It's, I, yeah. I, I think I need to work on my language for for how that no, 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 connected totally. with me. I mean, for me, it was like everybody was doing stuff that was adapted to Zoom. So you would do a table read or you would do a stand-up show. And everyone kind of, it's in, the, in that way, those shows you know, are mostly what we have, but I, it, whenever I would watch them, it felt like a reminder that we were all far away from each other. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to do was like almost use that as a story element and and then use that to subvert that and make everybody feel like they were really close to each other. Despite this, you know, you like this show is the opposite of adapted for zoom. This show is written specifically for zoom. That's well, that's what it is. Like it's, uh, yeah, and it's not an apology of like, well, here's how I'm gonna do the show now. You're like, oh, right. this is a medium. Like Zoom is a medium. Right. It's not just getting us through to the next, right. to the next world, whatever right. that is. Exactly. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It's like, how do you make the most out of this <laughs> this really shitty world? Which is part of why I'm, you know, ending the run pre May first is because. The real world is beckoning in a way like it's sunny out and uh, things are opening up again. So, you know, taking a journey outside of the basement and outside of Zoom, I think will be good for everyone. Do you um, do you have plans for the show in like assuming we all go back to a world where we're sitting in theaters together again? Yeah, yeah. Are you headed that way with this show or do you have another show in mind? Do you have what's next for you, I guess, is the simple way of asking that question. That's a good question. I do have like a dream for this show being an in-person experience where maybe the framing of it is changed um, from being everyone being far apart from each other to everyone now being connected in person, especially after the pandemic. I think that would be powerful for people to be reminded of how special it is to be in the same room together. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I also, I also think myself, I'm going to be super pumped to be in the same room with all my friends, but I know in a month I'm, you know, the, the noise of the, of that and the novelty of that will wear away, but it would be great for us to be, to be reminded of like, Oh, this is actually so special and we could lose this, you know, in the same way that we lost it for a year. Yeah. Um, It's going to be, yeah, it's (laughs) this whole thing. I'm glad you mentioned grief with, I mean, obviously we mentioned grief, but about the pandemic, because it took me a while for it to sink in like, Oh shit, we're all grieving. That's part of what's yeah, going on here. Yeah. Totally. Totally. That's it. And and it it can be hard to recognize and hard to digest, but that's exactly what it is. You know, especially because you have like the first line of De Lejos is have you ever lost something you didn't know you could lose? Like we all we all lost something we didn't know we could lose. Our ability to be around other people, our social lives, our connections, physical touch. Like we all lost that. And so losing that, like you are stripped of something that you didn't know you could be stripped from. Um, And that's great. Yeah. Last little thought about that. (laughs) Like there was one of the things that really hit me, and I think I'm still figuring this out with the pandemic is before lockdown, I was like, if only I had more time, I would be writing so much more. I'd be doing, you know, so creative. And that wasn't my (laughs) experience. I didn't. And then there was the guilt of that. And I think part yeah. of what helped me through that was realizing like, oh, wait, this is unprecedented. It's like kind of a cliche at this point. 
Um, but we're, I've never been through this before and none of us have. Um, yeah. so we're all going to figure it out our own ways, but yeah, totally. totally. Even the fact that you're saying that it being unprecedented is a cliche should show us truly where we are, which is that we've been in an unprecedented moment for so long. We have been so almost desensitized to the, the drama of this moment, which is truly like again, like volume 11 all the time tragedy, like for a while, especially over the summer, it was just, it was devastating all the time. And so it's true. Like it's, there's so much to process always. It was really great to talk to you. I'm excited to share this podcast. Thanks. Thank you so much for for diving in. It's been so fun to chat.